Cape Talk. This day in history. It's our This Day in History quiz time where you give me a call on 021-446-0567 if you know the answer to what actually is a very simple question today. We take you to back, well, to to this day, back in 1985, when a, uh, a suburb in Cape Town um, was the... It was an area, a gathering place for anti-apartheid protests, particularly by students. And on the 15th of October in 1985, uh, members of the security forces shot and killed three young people who were part of an anti-government demonstration. On the day of the incident, security and railway police worked together to crush a gathering of youth who were protesting against the apartheid government. The incident became known as the Trojan Horse Massacre. A South African railway's truck was loaded with crates close to the edges all around the back with the middle unloaded to create space for the police to hide. The truck drove down a road um, in this suburb uh, to the middle of the protest with armed police hidden behind the crates. Uh, Then the armed police hiding behind the crates sprang up and opened fire, killing three young people. Jonathan Clarsen, age 21, Sean Mahmoud, age 15, and Michael Miranda, age 11, injuring several others in the um, in the wake of that, an inquest was launched in March of 1988 to investigate the actions of the police. The magistrate ruled that the police had acted in an unreasonable way. Uh, Thirteen men were charged with the incident and the case was referred to the Attorney General of the Cape, who refused to prosecute those who were responsible. Families of the victims launched a private prosecution, which ended in the acquittal of the men accused in December of 1989. Which suburb in Cape Town was the situation, the location of the Trojan Horse Massacre, as we call it now. It happened today in October of 1985. Us in foreign affairs, because that increased the negative reaction overseas and affected and expanding economic sanctions against South Africa. Worldwide condemnation of South Africa was almost immediate and so was the white government's reaction. Within days of the shooting, the state of emergency was expanded. Journalists were prohibited from filming any incident of police violence under the threat of 10 years of imprisonment. What was new about this event was that there was a camera there. These events, these killings, this police brutality, this happened all the time in South Africa. Thornton Road today is a far cry from what it was like 28 years ago, except for a steel memorial. A grim reminder of the day three young South Africans were gunned down from that deadly Trojan horse. And a reminder that those three young South Africans were aged 21, 15 and 11. Their names Jonathan Clarsen, Sean Mahmoud and Michael Miranda. Back in 1985, we had no idea that the police had labeled their operation Ghost Vehicle. When I wrote the story that day, I called it a deadly Trojan horse. That's how it got to be called, the Trojan Horse. In fact, there is a Trojan Horse uh, memorial that is in the suburb in Cape Town. Which suburb in Cape Town uh, saw the Trojan Horse massacre taking place this day in 1985 when members of the security and railway police worked together to crush a gathering of young people who were protesting against the apartheid government? If you know the answer, give me a call on 021-446-0567 has called through from Weinberg. Hello, Zubeda. Hi, good morning, Africa. Good morning. Um, yeah, I think the whole area is called 
Athlone, but I know the exact location. It's the corner of St. Simon's Road and Thornton Road, right opposite where my cousin lives. Wow. In and fact, the memorial is now between St. Simon's Road and um, and Cromboom Road, where Cape, the Cape Town College is the old Hewitt. The old Hewitt, the correct, yeah. Uh, Zubeda, was your cousin or your cousin's family at home when this incident was she, taking place? She was at home with her three children and her husband was on pilgrimage at the time. In fact, they still live there. They still live there. And when they relate the story, uh, what, what do they say? What was their experience on that day? You know, I think she was, well, her husband wasn't there. He was away on pilgrimage, but uh, she, I think she was more, con- I don't even think it happened so quickly. She doesn't really, I don't think she even went outside or anything. We only heard about it afterwards. And of course, two days later, that was Tuesday the 15th. Thursday the 17th, there was a um, meeting at the mosque um, in uh, just up the road, off Thornton Road. Um, it's, it's a famous mosque where Sheikh Dean used to be uh, the imam. And we all were there. And after the early evening prayers, there was a meeting. And after the late prayers, the Ishai prayers, what happened is the police in Caspers and the, I don't know, whoever else, totally surrounded the area. And there were women and children, they were all inside there. Eventually we, were, we, we came out at about one or after one. Um, and I don't know who shot first. They said there were people sitting on the roof shot, shooting at the police because all our cars and everything were right in there. We were totally surrounded. And um, St. Athens Road, Muscats, St. Athens Road, which is off Thornton Road. Uh, two people then walked out with white flags, white handkerchiefs, to say, please, there are women and children here too. They must back off. And the two people were the late uh, Judge Dalla Omar and Yusuf Gabru. But one person was shot and killed. So he was Abdul Karim Freddy from, from uh, Crossy Park. So on that in fact, we wanted the people to, we wanted them to release the bodies of the three children. If not, we were going to march on the Friday after the Juma prayers. We were going to march to the mortuary, I think it was. I don't know the exact detail. But in any case, the bodies were released and the funerals took place on the Saturday. I know the one funeral which I attended was at the AME church in Hazendal, or what you call Bukmakiri. And then later that day, we attended the funeral of Abdul Karim Freddy. And I remember people took the body from Grassy Park to City Park, which is in lower down in Thornton Road, and the prayers were held there after which he was buried. Because all of this was happening in the height of um, the state of emergency in South Africa, correct? Absolutely. If, if, so so the, the security and the railway police would have felt uh, more than justified to behave in the, way, in the manner that they did, which, quite frankly, is quite, um, I mean, it's unjust, it's cowardly, it's uh, to, 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 to drive into a group of protesters hidden behind crates at the back of a railway truck. Um, it, it's just, what do you think was going to happen? Well, these were children, I understand. Well, the one, Sean Mahmoud, I think, was, he's the one who was 21. But, um, he was the 15-year-old. The that happened on the Tuesday. The meeting at the mosque happened on the Thursday, the 17th, and the burials, the funeral, and the janazah took place on the Saturday, on Saturday the 19th.
But there were lots of other things happening too. Somebody was shot in, um, on, on, in earlier in September, was shot in um, Salt River, Ibrahim, somebody, I can't remember the surname now. And I remember we marched through the streets of Salt River and they took the body to a open field where the janaza salad, a prayer for the deceased, was held. And then the body was taken through various roads, not the shortest route, through various roads of the suburb to the cemetery in Browning Street. And there also somebody was shot. Scary. Zubeda, thank you very much for correctly identifying the area of Athlone, particularly the roads you identified there. You've won bragging rights for the remainder of the day. Uh, horrific story, um, history of South Africa. 15th of October, it was a Tuesday in 1985 when security and railway police worked together to crush a gathering of young people in Athlone who were protesting against the apartheid museum. The Trojan Horse Massacre Memorial is outside the old Hewitt College, as they call it, and do visit it and just learn more about the um, the unjust history that uh, should never be repeated in a South African context. So, Beda in Weinberg, congratulations. You've won yourself bragging rights.